Welcome back, everyone. Lance Skurve from LanceGurve.com. Lance Skurve from LanceGurve.com. If you don't see my content on the various social media platforms, always go to LanceGurve.com. It will always be there. Everything that I do. We look at this title and saying, what the heck does he mean by that anti-African identity crisis? America doesn't love you like that. Who is he talking about? And then we see people of various races here in the sign that says whites only know. Well, we have to wait so we don't get flagged by YouTube for hate speech or something that because it's not. It's reality talk here. When I get up on here and talk on the mic, I'm talking reality I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I just want to ask a few questions and make a few statements and share some of my experiences. So where am I going with this title? Okay. Let's take Miami. Let's pick on Miami. Let's pick on Miami, Florida in the United States. being squeezed out of jobs okay so there's a lot of complaining going on with this because it seems as old people are hiring and they would rather you be bilingual and i can understand where that is an advantage but you know come on people gotta work and sometimes the favoritism happens where and yeah i said sometimes be to be polite but you've talked to people if you've talked to people who live in miami who, who are black they'll tell you the attitudes now, you know, they're being shut out. And on the flip side, I can play devil's advocate and say, well, black people should have had something by now. And really, that is my biggest complaint overall. I don't B-I-T-C-H and moan about somebody else doing their thing or another people doing their thing and looking out for each other when we should have looked out for each other. But we dropped the ball. So I'm not complaining for you. I'm just I'm just pointing something out. Which is not just about that. You know, it's easy to fire you when you're not one of them. And a lot of them have the attitude, and I'm not trying to create a rift here because it's something that's already going on. And some people talk about it in hush hush fashion. Some people are outspoken about it and get fired off their jobs if they say something. But I don't have a job there. I'm retired. I can say what I want. And there are a lot of people who feel this way. And there's a lot of attitudes toward black people from many Hispanic people. And here's the thing that gets me. There are many people who will write down that they're Hispanic, right? But Hispanic is not a race. It's not a race. Like, where did that come from, right? You're either this or you're either that, but it's not a race. And my bone, the, the bone that I have to pick, I'm not saying nothing about my bone, right? But the bone that I have to pick is that there are many African people who cl classify themselves as Hispanic and deny themselves the identity that they are. Their DNA. Take a DNA test and see how African you are. Look at the woman behind my head. You can't see her really. My head's too big. 
but you can see that she is a woman of color and she's a black woman. Look at the one in the middle. Look at the one next to her on the right, right above the a whites only sign. Those are black women. Those are African women. I'm not saying them per se, but I'm using this banner as an example. You have people who are black like that, who are African like that, and will tell you, no, I'm not black. I'm Hispanic or I'm Latino. Like what? Yes, you can be Hispanic, but you are African. When you look like that, when you have those characteristics. So what are you telling me? Why are you anti-African with an identity crisis? Because it doesn't give you a free pass when you say or check off another box on the census form or on the job. I remember working at 33rd Street, the Orange County uh, uh, Corrections Department way back, about two decades ago. And then we had a rush of, I hate to call people inmates, but that's what they were classified. We had a rush of inmates. And many of them were from countries that people spoke Spanish. I don't know what the circumstance was, why it was a big rush of these guys who were from Cuba and, and the black men from Cuba, right? Now, let me tell you something. There's a footnote. I'm jumping around, but I have to say this. I found out here in Ghana that Cubans, the majority of black Cubans, the majority now, I'm not going to say every single one because you might have a Cuban down there that married somebody from Chicago and they moved down there. And so, you know, so there's, there's always exceptions, right? But black Cubans are from the Ashanti tribe in central Ghana. But they're not going to tell you that, lots of them, right? So when it came time for classification of these inmates, well, they were already classified. So I had the inmate card. So I had to call out the name, identify, make sure that the numbers on their, on their wristband match the numbers on the card. So I'm looking at this card. And it, I don't know what the name was. I can't remember this. Jose Rodriguez. Let's just say that, right? Jose Rodriguez. I call out the name. But before the inmate stepped up, it said race and it said white. I said, is there another one up there? He said, no. I said, are you sure? So I was up on the second tier and I walked up on the second tier. You know, the second level. And I looked in the cell. And it was like eight people to a cell in that uh, particular area. And I didn't see anybody else. I looked at him and I said, but it says here, Jose Rodriguez, it must be a mistake. You're white. This dude was as black as the black on this banner behind anti-African identity crisis. That black right there, he was damn near that. Homeboy was ink black. I'm not even making fun of nobody. The guy was black, black. African features, full lips, wide nose, kinky hair. That's nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful thing, but since he's a guy, I'm not saying he's beautiful like that, you know, because I don't roll that way. But he told me he was white. I said, brother, I said, you're not black. He said, no, no, I'm not black. I'm white. I said to myself, this guy needs to get to the mental ward real quick. So when I went back and spoke to my supervisor, he said, well, whatever they claim, you have to honor. So that LGBTQ stuff was starting from way back then when they want to say, I, I, I'm a woman. <laughs> I still have my penis, but I'm a swimmer, so I can't compete with men anymore, but I'll be number one as a woman. It's a twisted Twilight Zone 
crazy world we're living in and why they didn't speak to him about that is because I read in an article that with many people who were Hispanic that were migrating to Central Florida, it boosted the number of white people that were accounted for and it boosted their numbers. So you could be Jet Black. You could be Jet Lee. <laughs> if you said white, you white. And it swelled the numbers of Caucasians in that area. And politically, it favored them. So you have many who, just like you have some twisted people who are trans, they got the mental issues, and they want to say what they are, and they want to throw off on natural born women and call them cisgender women. You have people who are not white, right? They're not white, but they want to be white so bad. Now, let me, let's, let's freeze that for a second. Let me bring up another point. Everybody knows I was born and raised in New York City. And at that time, when I was from birth, actually, and I grew up in Washington Heights, right? So that's right above Harlem, but it's all the same. You know, it's basically all the same. So growing up there, there were many men and women and families who were Dominican families were from Puerto Rico. Many folks from the Caribbean, black folks, mixtures of people. We all got along. I I first found out about the little rifts between Dominicans and Puerto Ricans. It's not a super serious thing, but I've learned that maybe somebody can kind of tell me or agree or like you don't have to agree because I know this to be the truth. Not in every case, but if you were talking to a Dominican and said, yeah, man, Puerto Rican, right? Man, they chew your head off. If you're talking to a Puerto Rican and say, oh, you're Dominican, right? Oh, no, no, they make sure to correct you real quick. But there was a unity up there. And so I grew up with Hispanic people. These names I got to get used to because it was just all one. And you had black Hispanics that spoke Spanish that came from those islands. But we all got along because it didn't differentiate between the American black and, and, and those from the island like they do now. And it's not all because I have many, many, many brothers and sisters who are Hispanic all the way from a whiter looking Hispanic person to a jet black person. But it's the culture they share, the, 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 the nationality they may share. But the race is different. What's the problem? Because see, the way I grew up, Puerto Ricans and blacks, you had a lot of black Puerto Ricans. So how could you separate yourself? But now in this race conscious world that we live in, it's almost like everybody wants to be a separate category from black, even when you black. So you have women who look like this, who are black women on this banner who will tell you, no, I'm not black. And why is that? I remember back in the day up in Washington Heights growing up. And of course, we moved from Washington Heights on 152nd Street. I always name drop between Amsterdam and St. Nick right there where Convent Avenue started. 454 West 154th Street, apartment 54. I'll never forget it. 
My memory is like that. But I remember there that my father, who was a black Jamaican, who got along with everybody. Everybody loved him. Everybody had their own nickname. Uh, the, the, the Hispanics would call him Bruno. Bruno, how are you? Because he was strong, muscular, short little guy, but built like Mike Tyson in his prime. Others called him Spider. Jamaicans, Spider, how are you, my brother? You know, and to everybody else, he was Lance. I might inherit those nicknames. I don't know, they were pretty cool. The tats on his arm, he was with the British Navy for a while, whatever, which the Navy is, yeah. But anyway, he was a man's man. My father was a man's man. And he never had a problem. And I remember Puerto Rican brothers up there, Dominican brothers up there, talking to me as I grew up. So we moved at five years old, but my father still had his shop there and his business there. Because most of his business was in Manhattan anyway. So why drive all those machines out to Queens? Eventually he did. So even though we left, I left when I was five years old. I would go with my father in the summertime or on the weekend sometime. And I'm there six and seven and eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old. So it's like I had two neighborhoods. So I got a lot of Washington Heights in me. You see what I mean? So I'm a Queens boy, but I'm still Manhattan all the way. And that's where I was born in Washington Heights. So growing up, I had friends there over the years in both neighborhoods. Some would come out to Queens and come out to the house and got to know some of my other friends. And it was beautiful. Puerto Rican, Dominican, folks from Trinidad, Guatemala, just all over South America. There was no rift that way. And so I remember bro Puerto Rican brothers, bro, you know, I might be from Puerto Rico. And you might be black American. You know, we get together, we get down, man. We all are one. I remember hearing that worded differently sometimes. Damn near every day. The unity between the people. No matter where they came from, we were all melanated people. And some might have been so light they look white. And they might have been in their bloodline kind of white. But it was a soul and connection that we all had. But it seems like now, there's a separation that I'm not going to say specifically some of those guys who said that because I don't remember these guys anymore. We've all grown apart, but the, the spirit of it is different now. A lot of those guys who were saying when we were all, I'm not going to say poor, but when we were all trying to get it, we had dreams and goals and aspirations and those brothers who symbolically not the same ones who you could see that they came from that root but now when i moved down to florida those same dudes were saying bro we're all one puerto rico black man we're all one now many of them who came down to florida and got to move near white people picked up that germ and that mentality now they don't want to know you anymore now it's like you know, get away from me type of thing, a distance. Like, I don't really know you. It's a spiritual thing and a mental thing. But it's but it's something where you got to let them know. When you see the sign from back in the day, it doesn't mean that that's gone. Where it says whites only, no Spanish or Mexicans, because white folks hate them too. But they're embracing them now as a buffer. Because they see their numbers dwindling now, the Caucasians. So they want people to feel that sense of privilege. They want them to feel like I'm giving you something. I'm giving you my white status. Use it well, but never, ever help a nigga. So if you want this status and you want this privilege, which is paper 
thing you better bow down to how we acted toward the black people so if you are black and hispanic you better deny every drop of african blood that you have inside of you that's just the way the game is played i'm telling it like it is from what i see and again I'm not saying all who claim Hispanic or Latino are like this, but there's too many like this. There's some that I've known on jobs, black as anything. There was a black woman on the job where, uh, when I used to drive the bus in Orlando, she hated my guts. I know she was the biggest fan going up on my website, listening to the video. She didn't like the things I said because she had to face herself. She was a black woman who came from somewhere in either South America or the Caribbean. She was speaking Spanish. She despised me because I was proud of who I am. And she wasn't. And if you can give her the choice from the way she acted, she didn't talk to anybody else black. And even in the Hispanic community of those who worked there, you better be lighter than her. She did not speak to anybody as dark as her. That's a sickness. That is an anti-African identity crisis. You don't like who you are because of who you are and you don't like anybody else who is. But when you see these signs from back in the day that the, it's in the heart of Caucasians now because they're not changing the system to fit you. They're not changing the system to bring justice to you. And when you see black people shot down and you are black and you are African in denial, don't think you can't get the same treatment that American Africans get on a daily basis. It's like Paul Mooney used to say, you get your nigga wake up call. And a lot of them are getting just that and they hate it. So this is why even in the Hispanic countries, Spanish speaking countries, Bleaching cream sales are at an all-time high because you want to wash the black away. Hair relaxer is at an all-time high as far as sales because you want to you wanna get all the kinks out of your hair. Relax it. Why do they say relax? Like Paul Mooney said, when you relax your hair, white people around you relax a little better because they can see that you're trying to be something that you're not. That you're in denial of yourself. You're not proud of yourself. And you won't even get along with those who are dropped off on these shores. Don't you know that's the way it was? And like I always say, if you're on a bus line, right? And the bus line goes into the city and, and goes to another part of town. And you grew up with your brothers and sisters, but you now live in different parts of the city. So now you're on the bus from downtown. You all are together. Say three of you all together. One gets off first. Another one gets off 10 miles down the road and you get off 15, 17 miles down the road. Are you not still related? Are you not still one people? Did you not come out the same womb? So how come when slave ships went down to South America and dropped some of us off, then went all throughout the Caribbean and dropped some of us off and then came to America and dropped some of us off? You think we're not the same anymore? Are you afraid to take a DNA test to really see where you came from? Because, you know, a lot of those slave ships, when they went to South America, Brazil and different places down there, and they dropped some of them off first, some of us off first. This is why we have such a strong connection to Africa. Those of us in South America, right? Now it's watered down a bit because we went a little further and came to the Caribbean, but they still have a connection to Africa better than those in America. 
And then you drop those of us left over in America. We are so distant and so disconnected and more in denial of who we are. So we want to claim something else. We're the only people that really want to really be somebody else consistently. You have some other ones. You got them white boys who want to be black. You got them white boys who want the black girlfriends. You know, but after a couple of years when they realize the power of the white privilege, they don't know you no more like that. That was just a phase for them. You see what I mean? It's like a girl who broke up with a guy and he broke her heart. And he's like, I, she's like, I'm going to be a lesbian from now on until another lesbian beats her, treats her bad. And she comes to her senses. Anything I say here right now is not absolute. It's not like every situation is fitting that way. But remember those who are Hispanic, who throw off on American blacks or other black people, America doesn't love you like that. They are using you for their political agenda. And you think that you are the next thing coming up and you, they love you so much and they've given you this white privilege card. Remember, you can overdraw that card and that card can be revoked where it's not good anymore. Or you run up on one of the real ones the descendants of those who created that sign that you see right there and let you know what time it is that you're not one of, one of us. So what are you going to do? And we have those of us who are born in America, American Africans, who are in denial of who we are. We're all running around with this identity crisis and we're treating each other like crap. While the real enemy of all of us sits back and watch us do his job for him I'm not saying it's a righteous job But it's what he's been doing But we're so confused And we're looking at social media And we want to be something that we're not And they want to blur history They want to keep us from finding out Who we really are What the real history is But it's foolishness Celebrity gossip This LGBTQ foolishness You know next is the pedophiles You know that right They trying to bring down the age of consent but you got your nose like a pig in a swamp following some foolishness, trying to find out what celebrity is screwing who, who doing who, who pregnant from who, who's, who's gargling the next generation of babies because they was down on their knees with the next guy and not to pray. Looking at these fools like Saucy Santana and these, these effeminate whatever. Trust me, to me, they paid to, to, to be that way because they damn sure, they damn sure promote it. The algorithms love all of that stuff. The algorithms can't stand me. You know what I mean? They don't like the stuff I say. I'm talking from experience. These other people are agents designed to sway the minds of people. And black self-hate, anti-African identity crisis is at an all-time high. And we got people who claim this thing and they still hate themselves. That's the sick part. They claim black. They claim how they love being African. I'm not saying everybody because there are some who do. But then again, it's, it's just a fashion statement. It's just something to do. You got some very, very popular YouTubers who are all about the African diaspora. But 12 and 13 years ago, they were calling black women hairy-hatted hoes. Breeders. Hoes and hookers, no good, big lip, big nose hoes. But now they throw on a suit and tie and want to profit off the next 
fad for them. They go where the money goes. Yeah, that's the way it is. And that's why, you know, I'm not going to be too cool with a lot of these people because I know their origins. Be true to yourself. Why do you hate yourself? For what privilege? And these who may be lighter in complexion, who call themselves Hispanic, who try to distance themselves from any drop of black blood in them, they're in denial too. And they want to push off because their white neighbors would favor them better in their mind if they don't bring anybody to the cookout who looks like you and your black ass. They'll even screw around with you if you're an attractive lady. But they ain't bringing you home. Doesn't this sound familiar? It's the Caucasians who are doing the same thing to us. The white women would love to be with the black man and, and love being with the black man, but they sneaking around. They ain't going to bring you home to mommy and daddy and say, this is the man I want to be with. Oh, they want to be with you after midnight. But when that sunrise hits, you better be out of town in those sunrise towns. When are you going to wake up? Be true to yourself. Love yourself and stop the foolishness because the more that we're all divided is the easier for the enemy to take us out. They're about to come with more jabs. They're about to come and say this thing. The reason why we had to wear a mask is coming back. That before in 2020 was the test run. This is the real deal right now. We got digital currency coming right now where they can control your money. Take your money away. It's not cash anymore, and it won't be. And so while we fuss with each other, we got to understand that moves are being made to control us all over the world. And just think, just a few short years ago, if we told you in 2019 how this thing would hit, this engineered man-made thing would hit the world and how the world would change, you wouldn't have believed me. Now it's over, and where did it go? If this thing was so disastrous, where did it go? And I have to speak in a coded way, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. Where did it go? So now they're creating the V-A-C-C-I-N-E-S like they know this thing is going to come soon. Like, like how, how does this thing appear out of nowhere and you know it and you start making things to take for it before it comes? How do you know this? Because you're putting it out there. You putting it out there and you're going to scare people because you really want them to take the, take the jab for population control. But you fussing over each other. You mad when you don't have no relaxing cream to hide the naps or you don't want to be out in the sun too long because you're bleaching your skin and you don't want to date nobody who's darker than you because you want a lighter baby. You want a Caucasian looking baby because that is the epitome. The white Jesus that you worship, you would run away from him if you saw him what he really looked like. The cops would pull him over and probably shoot him. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. That was Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I'm going to hell. <laughs> For those who go that way, we're so mixed up. And you know what? I rant about it. I'm not upset about it anymore. Because at the end of the day, it was here before I got here. It's been here all my life. And it will be here after I'm gone. Maybe some of you will wake up. I'm not even trying to wake anybody up because some of y'all love to be asleep. I just think it's a damn shame that we can't be proud of who we are. Even if you are a lighter, whiter Hispanic, okay, be proud of who you are, but don't throw off on somebody because you want to follow behind that slave master, our former slave master, 
and appease him on how bad you treat us and how much you distance yourself from us. It's sick. All of y'all are sick. If you can't be true to yourself, but you run the church every Sunday and say, yes, I believe in God. And God made all of us, right? So how are you going to shun and look down on God's creation, no matter how black they are? Like it's something of a curse. Now, if you choose not to lay down with them or marry them, that's your choice. But some of you are so hypocritical, so hypocritical and so off the mark. But who am I? I'm just a dude on YouTube who likes to run my mouth every day, right? Anyway, I hope you enjoyed these words. I hope they made you think. I've done written work speaking on this from years and years ago up until now. So I'm not expecting it to change because some of y'all, some of y'all are mental cases. I'm just saying it for what it is. Not everybody, but a whole lot of y'all. And if there is a judgment day, the way that they say in church, the way it is, what are you going to say to the one true God? And your life is replayed. Let's just sit that way, right? And all your secret moments and secret thoughts are played out. And you hated on someone else because of the color of their skin and the white man made you feel more white. So distance yourself from them. That's what it's all about. But just remember American history and look at signs like this. America never loved you like that. And if they're feigning love for you, they're only using you like the dookie stick to move the dookie out the way before they throw you away. Because they know their numbers are dwindling and going down. So they have to pass the baton on to you all and the Asians and everybody else. But you don't do anything for the black man. And it's not like we want a handout. Because this country called America that you're in, we built it. But everybody can step over and look down on many of us who are mentally sick and who probably won't get it together. But we would use these tools to build that country. So since black folks ain't getting nothing out of it, you know what? A lot of them don't even care. A lot of them are leaving and a lot of them say, hey, I'm not getting nothing. I don't give a damn if it falls. And trust me, their arrogance soon, not even just years, within months, the arrogance of America will be beat down out of it. See the BRICS nation? The BRICS nations are rising up. Nobody wants to be bothered with the bully of the world, the police of the world the, the, the self-appointed police of the world Who's very abusive To the other countries Worldwide Got blood on their hands And don't want to admit And don't want to apologize you, you go on Because karma is always balanced And justice will come Sometimes it's not on our time Oftentimes we may not see it But I know that you can see The trajectory of how things are going and it ain't going so good for America. So for all of you who want to shun an African, an American African, because you want to appease somebody else who's your next door neighbor and look down on somebody and they tell the jokes about us being black and you laugh with it. But years before you were in the Bronx with us, bro, we're together, we're one people, but you sold us out. Don't come running and try to get back with us. And all you who are hating on yourself, you're going to get it too. You talk about you love God, but you don't even love the way he made you. I think that's the ultimate crime. Anyway, I love you all. Lance Curve out. 
Leave your comments and let me know what you think. I was a bit all over the place, but I guess and I feel that you got the point that I was trying to make. I'll be back with another one shortly. Peace.